What's going on, ladies and gents? We got Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com, and I got special guest Ken Canyon on the line today. How you doing there, Ken? Hey, doing pretty good, Robert. Glad glad to be here. Hey, man, glad to glad have to you. you. Glad to have you. So uh, a lot of people probably have actually heard about you. Um, for anybody that hasn't, just kind of give a quick little overview on, on who Ken Canyon is. Sure, man. Um, I'd like to say that uh, I am uh, I'm a transformation specialist. That's that's my title. But but more practical, what what I do is um, I'm a motivational speaker and I, I and I write books. Um, uh, and, and just to give you a little bit of background on me, um, I've been speaking for a long time and uh, branding uh, and marketing is my specialty. And uh, about 11 years ago, I got um, got the opportunity. I always tell people that um, it's amazing how things happen to you. And but we don't realize in our lives that everything that happens to us, good, bad or ugly, is there to build our character. And about 11 years ago, you know, I was going around the country, motivating people, changing lives, going into corporations. And I had all kind of clients and and I was just gaining weight, gaining weight, gaining weight, got up to probably 425 pounds. And, um, at that point I had to make a change and I ended up getting on the show, the biggest loser where I lost, um, I lost a hundred pounds since then. Um, I still do the branding part of my my life, but um, but more importantly, now I'm taking the talents that I have um, and helping people transform their mindset into the health and wellness field. And so now I started a company called Results, and that's a health and wellness company where we we do we teach people um, um, how to not only lose weight but be well. Uh, we have seminars, classes, books. Uh, and uh, also we have a line of supplements that we're marketing around the country that is growing tremendously. So I always, I, I, it's a long, I guess that's the long introduction, but the, the truth of the matter at the end of the day, what I do is I, I empower people to change their, transform their lives. Love it, man. Love it. So I'd love to kind of just go into a little more detail about the beginning because I don't know, like the beginning always fascinates me, like what triggers people to you know make the life decisions they do. So you were doing, um, you were writing and, and doing motivational speaking and everything prior to getting into fitness. And then kind of uh, that yes, lifestyle yes. is what led to the weight gain, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. Just like traveling, kind of living out of hotels, basically. Right. Basically, that's exactly what it was. Um, I was living out, man, I was, I was traveling and I used to think, and, and a lot of people out there think just like this. They said, you know, if I got enough money, money solves all my problems. And I used to be one of the people who thought that I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm making money. I was making a whole bunch of money. I always tell people, you know, when I'm traveling around and speaking at corporate at the time, uh, you, you know, they were paying me like royally, but at the time, my, my health was suffering, and I didn't realize it because a lot of times we masqueraded, uh, we masquerade our lives, and, and we and we refuse to see some things. And uh, my dad told me something that was very important one day, and and it was only later that I understood it. I could see it. He said he asked me, he "said Son, what's your number one asset?" And I said, "Well, uh, you know, I've got a house, a car." He said, "So." If you lose the house or the car, he said, what would happen? I said, okay, I get another one. All right, all right, fine. He said, but let me ask you this. If you lose your health, can you get another 
health, another body, another, I mean, and I thought about it. I was like, wow. And when he told me that, I realized he said, son, your number one asset is your health. And he said, when you, when that is gone, it's gone. You, you're not going to get another body. You're not going to be able to repair that. Now, sometimes you're able to do that, but you have to start looking at your life differently. And, um, and that, that helped me tremendously. But, but what brought me to the point of actually making a decision, because people get to a point, you know what? They don't, they, they know they're in dire and dire circumstance, but they don't want to make that decision. There's something that has to happen to you. And I wrote about it in my last book. It's called, everyone has to, let me, let me give you a little background, a little quick background All right. is we have two parts to our brain. We have the emotional side and we have a logical side. I don't want to go into the limbic brain and all of that. Let's just keep it simple, logical and emotional. Okay. And what happens is, is whenever you make a decision to do something, there has to be enough emotion behind it because the emotional side of our brain, which is the limbic part of our brain, that's where we make all our decisions. We think we're logical creatures, but we're not. We are emotional creatures and we use logic to justify those emotions. So I hadn't experienced enough emotion. That's why you hear people, Robert, say things like, you know, I got to, you know, I want to change. I want to lose weight. You know, I want to feel better. I want to look better. But there's not enough emotion behind it to transform. So here's what happened to me. I said that to say this. I never forget it. I was coming back from one of my clients in Joplin, Missouri. All right. And I, I and I used to get on a plane, man. It was one of those small planes. I never forget it. And I was big. I was a big dude. I was over 400 pounds. I don't know the exact amount, but I used to have two, two issues I used to think about when I would get on a plane. The first issue was, could you know, you know, was anybody sitting next to me? And that particular day, no one was sitting next to me. And the second dilemma that I would face is would the seatbelt fit. And so on this particular day, I got in the the seat and the belt didn't fit. And I remember I had a decision to make. So I called the flight attendant over and I said, ma'am, do you have a belt extender? And I said it kind of low. And she said, what'd you say? And I said, oh, my goodness. I said, ma'am, do you have a belt extender? She says, you need a belt extender. And everybody, it seems like everybody on the plane looked at me. And she gave me the belt extender. The flight was about two and a half hours till we touched down. But during that time, I felt so much pain, so much embarrassment. I said, I will never, ever, ever feel this way again. And that is what I call a C moment. When I wrote about this, it's a significant emotional event. Everyone has to have it if they're ever going to transform their life. It's kind of like the lady who's been in an abusive relationship and she's been getting beat. But this time, you know, she gets her her uh, her clavicle broken and she almost dies. And she says, you know what? I will never be in that situation again. You know, and everyone, if you're ever going to transform, you have to have this significant emotional event. And that's what happened to me. And um and then when when I when I did that, and here, here's here's the, here's how the mind plays into this. Once I had that significant emotional event, I knew how the mind worked. I just didn't have the 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 motivation to do it myself. I always called myself a hypocrite at the time. I asked myself three questions. Number one, how could I lose hundred pounds? Number two, how could I keep it off? And number three, how can I inspire people in the process? 
And when you ask yourself anything, Robert, I'm, I'm telling you, this is powerful for your audience to know. Whenever you ask yourself, your brain always goes to work to find the answer. That's why I teach my clients now. I said, don't ever ask yourself things like, hey, why can't I lose weight? Because your brain is going to find the answer to that and say, hey, you know what? You can't lose weight because you, you know, you're, you're too busy or you got the kids or you got a family to take care of. It's going to. So you have to ask it a different question. And that's when the programming starts. So I said, number one, how can I lose weight? And your brain will go to find this. I'll give you an example of this. And then, you know, because I could talk about this all day, but I'll give you just a quick example of this. Have you ever wanted something like, you know, I, you know, somebody wanted a car and you, you'd never seen this car on the road. And all of a sudden, when you want the car, you go in and test drive and you see, you say, I got to have that red car. All of a sudden, your brain becomes acutely mm -hmm. aware of finding out about this car. So now you see it everywhere. Your brain begins to focus on it. It's called your reticular activating system. And it begins to focus on that which you desire. Okay. And that's how you begin to change your life and transform your life. And so for me, when I made that, when I made, when I asked those questions, all of a sudden, um, I begin to focus on it. And I got home from that long trip. And my wife says to me, she says, hey, man, um, did you know our friend Tiny? And my wife is a professional comedian. My friend Tiny, who's another comedian, he's going to be on that show, The Biggest Loser. I had ne I never asked about it. I only watched it one time. And um, my, brain, my brain began to focus on it. And I truly believe if you want something different, you got to do something different. And uh, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. When I started looking it up, my, I, it just so happens that uh, that next weekend, the biggest loser was in Norfolk, Virginia, four hours from me. I drove up and I got in on a casting call and I never wanted to be on television. But there you have it. Whenever your destiny calls you, it will take you anywhere. You know what I mean? That's crazy, so, man. I freaking love it. <laughs> I want to. That's I, how it, I, it works. Yeah, kind of the you know, bridge off of what you were saying. Uh, you know, like you, you, your mind, you know, gravitates towards the solutions to the questions you ask it, whatever those questions are. You know, mm -hmm. another, you know, way of that, of thinking of that is like when you start spending time looking into things and researching and learning about it, by default, yes. you're going to start accumulating more interest towards it. A lot of people wait to be fascinated by something before they start something, but it, it works the other way around. You start something and then you become interested in it. Absolutely. There's some science behind that. And, and, and remember this, motion creates emotion. Okay? Yes, 100%. And, and, and then what happens is what you're just saying, the, the reason why people don't do things, though, Robert, is because they don't feel like doing it. They don't have the emotion to do it. So I tell them, okay, you, you don't want to work out? I said, I said, start working out. I said, the motion creates a picture. Now, get this. Here's how this works. The motion creates a picture in your mind. The way the brain works, the brain doesn't work in, in terms of words and things like that. People think it does. It doesn't. It doesn't understand words like that. What the brain does is create a picture from a word. So anytime it anytime you start to do something, the brain creates a picture of it. Okay. And then it says to you, all right, you've been working out every morning. You're supposed to be working out. So your subconscious mind is taking a picture of you working out. Now, all of a sudden, it begins to attach emotion to that. 
Okay. And so that's how that works. That's how that interest comes. The interest is simply the emotion that you have towards the thing that you're doing. So you're right. Do the motion first and then the emotion comes behind it. You're absolutely right. What, uh, like talk, talk to me about, you know, when you got on the casting call and you got the part, you started doing the biggest loser. Like what was that process like? Uh, man, I always tell people that process was crazy because, uh, it's funny, man. Um, you know, I always tell people, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, Robert, Biggest Loser is not a weight loss show. And, you know, it's been removed from TV now, but it did 19 seasons. Biggest Loser is a show where they lose weight, not a weight loss show. Because people think, hey, you come on here, you lose weight. It's a show first. A lot of what you saw on the show was not necessarily true. Uh, and, and I'll give you a prime example of that. Uh, the weigh-ins, you, thought you, you might think that they weighed in every week. Well, they didn't. They might weigh in 10 days, 11 days, but they, but the general public thought they weighed in every week. And there are some things, and I get it for television's sake, you're trying to make a good show, trying to get, you know, viewers cool. But I will say this, um, I am indebted to the show. I'm forever grateful. They gave me an opportunity that actually transformed my life. Um, in a major way, but it was crazy because you know what the way that you can lose I mean, I lost 100 pounds in seven months and the way that works is they got a little regiment going on where if you worked out Robert Think about it. If you worked out six hours a day three hours in the morning uh, You know, we, we would go like two to three hours in the morning three hours in the afternoon the trainers like Jillian and all of them They, they came to the, the ranch like one hour a day and that's when they would film. It may, be, it, may, it may be two hours when they would film. But the rest of the time, you're on your own. They got other trainers there. They might have like, you know, you might have six or seven other trainers that actually train you. It's funny. Uh, but yeah, but the experience itself was good. Not because so much of the television part, but that was okay. But what I learned about me mm-hmm. while I was on the doing the process, because adversity really reveals who you truly are. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. What, uh, so, like, the, the training was pretty intense. What was the nutrition like for it? Like, did they have guidelines as to, you know, what you eat, how much you eat? Like, how was that process? Yeah, they have a doctor on the show, and they have a nutritionist as well. And that was the cool thing about it. The uh, the nutritionist, would, they would have diets and, and things uh that you could look at and, and they would look at your body weight and say, hey, you should eat this. Um, you know, and when you got that kind of money, you can do that. Um, they had a doctor who was cool. He was cool as hell. Um, I love that guy because he was never about the hype. He was always about our wellness and moving forward beyond beyond the show um dr Hazinga had been in been in weight loss and wellness for a long time and he told us he said listen don't get caught up in this the hype of this show he said learn how to live beyond this show so that you don't gain it back and uh many of the people did gain it back because they didn't they didn't heed that that um that knowledge and for me it was always let me get the mental the, the aptitude and attitude that I need that's going to help me beyond this. So, yeah. So to ask yourself, they had had the, the nutrition and, and they had the doctor. But the one thing they didn't have, and I, and I always said that was not good, was they didn't have anybody to deal with the emotional side of the weight loss. Now, they did it on TV with the trainers. But they didn't really have anybody to, to go deep into why we were the way we were. 
why people gain the weight. What happened to you? You know what I'm saying? Because people just don't end up fat as hell. I mean, mm -hmm. there's something going on. You know? Was there any kind of like, um, like post show, or did they pretty much like just dump you off after the show was up? Because I, I actually knew somebody else that did the show for one of the seasons. I used to to work with a guy at a gym at one point, and he did the show, lost a bunch of weight, but then afterwards, like you said, he, you know, gained a bunch back because there was not really any protocol post show as to, you know, kind of provide any guidance of any type. I'm gonna put it like this: Thank God for coming out. God bless. Good night. Yeah. They. they <laughs> It's a wrap. Once the show was over, I'll never forget it. The, the, the finale was over. It was December 13th, so whatever it was. When the show was over, the confetti came down. They said, "Oh, everybody stays left. Get your stuff. Um, we're closing down in about, you know, about at 10 o'clock. That's all you know. That's it. And then, then you're on your own, huh? Pretty much, man. You're on your own. It's a wrap. So what happened for you right after? Like, what, what was your... I mean, what happened for you in, in your situation? Did you you said you gained it all, you gained any back or were you able to? Yeah, I gained I gained I gained some of it back because, and I think that's pretty normal for everybody because you're doing all kind of stuff to look your best, you know, dehydrating and, you know, the last couple of weeks you're you're eating to not much, but a lot of people did some stuff that wasn't good because that one dude man he almost died, you know, so. It, you know, I wasn't close to winning the money. So for me, it was like, I just want to look my best. I'm not going to dehydrate. I'm not going to pass out or anything like that. Um, so that's after after that, I gained a little weight back. Uh, but what I decided to do, I said, you know what? I don't want to go back. I want to pour myself and use what I know, which which I was good at. And that was influencing people. And I want to start helping other people because that was a promise that I made. And I said, you know, and I believe I believe in God. And I believe God helped me. And I, you know, I prayed about it and I said and I made a promise and I made a vow that I would help people if I got this opportunity, this platform. And that's what I, I immediately start doing that. Matter of fact, when I got back in January, I had a boot camp. Um, and it was a, it was, it was called, it was not a, it was, it wasn't called a boot camp. It was called a transformation camp. And I had when mm -hmm. I had about 45 people mm -hmm. in it and I, I taught them nutrition. Uh, we worked out, I hired a, a trainer who, who was down with what we were doing and, and, uh, and I, I hit the ground running. That's awesome. Um, and give it back. Yeah. Already. You know, that was my thing. So, so what, uh, like how, How'd you go about, I mean, you had the boot camp, uh, the training camp, and you kind of took what you had learned previously from all the, you know, the speaking engagements and whatnot and kind of the transformation from like a, a mental aspect and you kind of melded it into the the physical aspect as well to kind of make it all symbiotic in nature. Did you change your, your you know, speaking approach at all from like a technique perspective? No, I, I didn't change my speaking approach from a technique perspective. I, what I did was I just changed the topic. Um, I, I could always reach people. Uh, I changed the topic and I got really knowledgeable about, you know, health and wellness, um, you know, really knowledgeable about the way the body works, the way food works. And it's kind of how me and you, you met um, because I started researching keto. I started researching paleo uh, because I want to know 
You know, I want to know the new trends. I want to know why it works. I want to know what it's all about. And so the, I, so I kind of immersed myself in it. And I just simply taught. Uh, I always had a specific technique the way I taught people. I just began to live it and gain the knowledge and all of that stuff. So to answer your question, I, you know, I didn't change my technique. I just, I just became knowledgeable and delivered it the way that I knew would reach people. Absolutely, man. And, and what made you... Like when you were kind of, you know, diving into, you know, nutrition and health and wellness, you know, as a whole, what kind of made you gravitate towards keto? <laughs> Two reasons. That's funny. Uh, number one, I was tired of being hungry all the damn time. You know, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hangry. And and then I would have episodes of binging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would eat and then I'm like, OK, because I would have a free day on Sunday. Sunday was my free day. And on Sunday, I eat so much because I was like literally starving. And, and but the thing about it is, I don't. I, and I kept saying, I just can't wait till Sunday. I can't wait till Sunday. And I got consumed with that. And I said, there's something wrong with that, because I cannot enjoy the my lifestyle, you know, and food didn't really taste as good to me. And so the thing that, that drew me to keto was, number one, it was the fact that it wasn't um, people were saying, I'm not really hungry. You know, I'm not, I'm not starving. Cause that was my thing. I'm not starving. The second thing was that people said the food tastes good. And that was important to me. Cause a lot of times, you know, if I'm eating a chicken breast and it's bland, okay. I put some Mrs. Dash on it. I, I, I didn't like eating, eating. Cause I like eating. I like being, but I like making food taste good. And that's kind of what drew me to keto. Um, at first, I was a little skeptical about keto because of the um, um, the the problem with the. Um, I thought I thought, man, if you're eating all this saturated fat, um, wouldn't you have heart disease? Okay. Mm-hmm. And and then I bought the book um, uh, from Lamore, um, Jimmy Moore, mm-hmm. uh, Keto Clarity, and uh, he and that book was. A, a revolutionary explained to me how keto worked, why it worked, what it, you know, what it did, all of that. Uh, and so, so I was like, wow, that's cool. But, but I couldn't find anybody in keto, even on the internet till I found you who, cause I, I'm a big weightlifter, uh, but I couldn't find anybody who used keto and got ripped and lift weights heavy. I just, I, I didn't see anybody yeah. until I found you. Well, I'm, I'm glad you found me, man. It's been been good ever since, for sure. Yeah, I couldn't. You know what? You were the first person who I saw your video. I think you popped up on my YouTube timeline, uh, or something like that. Or, or no, 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 no. Um, either I saw you, I, I found you from a search because I, I typed in bodybuilding and keto or something like that because I hadn't found anybody who who lift weights who actually entered a bodybuilding contest doing keto. I think that's what it was. And then, so I looked at all your videos and I said, man, he's the first person who actually lifts, lifts weights, lifts heavy, wants to build, wants to build lean muscle and not just lose weight, uh, look a certain way, get his body fat down, get his muscle up. I said, and so that's how, that's how I found you research. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad my, uh, <laughs> my stuff's getting out there at least searchable. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that, so that's how I got into keto. So what, uh, what, I mean, you've been keto now for how much in total? How long in total? Um, since I think we, we've been at it like, uh, 
uh, what what is it going on six uh, two months uh, eight weeks six eight weeks. Yep. Um, but for, but for me, I, I start I did it you know I did it for four weeks, uh, and then I had, then I traveled a lot, uh, and then I stopped. And, and the reason I I, uh, I stopped is because I had surgery, mm-hmm. um, surgery to have some more some skin removed, and then once I had surgery, I wanted to I liked it I like because I wanted to just try it for a month. Uh, when, after I had surgery, I think me and you met and I said, now I want to really grind it out and get into it. Uh, and I tell you the truth, I got to tell you this, Robert, um, other than the week of Christmas, uh, when I was doing this stuff with my dad and my dad's got dementia and I was moving him other than the week of Christmas, everything has been flowing pretty well. I'm, I'm trying to find my sweet, sweet spot, but my body fat is going down tremendously. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. You know, I, I, I like the ketogenic lifestyle. I really do. I really, I really like it. I'm not starving. Food tastes good. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could put sea salt on my food now. You know. Yeah, so. yeah. And, and as much traveling as you do, man, like it just, from like a meal timing perspective, you don't have to eat every two or three hours, which just becomes unpractical when you're moving a lot. Right, right. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And sometimes you have to, I have to, the cool, the thing about mm-hmm. it is I have to think about keto i have to think about where i am um i have to think about where i am what i'm gonna eat and i have to give it some thought the, the hardest part for me right now and i want to say hard it's not hard it's just a challenging part is i just gotta make sure i get my fats up i gotta make sure i get my fat in um and that's that's the that's the thing about it. I just want to make sure I get my fats in, so so I can get enough fat to uh, based on the macros that you've designed for me. Well, is is the longer you do it, the more the more second nature it becomes, and it becomes easier to get the fat in than it is the protein, which is you know a total one eighty switch from what you've you know been used to previously. It just you know next level adaptation, kind of familiarizing yourself and fitting it into your lifestyle, uh, you know more and more. Uh, simplistically and kind of intuitively as you go yeah 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 that's true what have you found man to what have you found uh about people who who get on keto uh i know they come uh, come to you for help and all of that what is their biggest struggle it kind of depends on like what stage they're in before they come to me like if they're coming from like not really any prior knowledge to of like you know health and nutrition and tracking macros making it a you know lifestyle choice to be you know consistent and track and monitor kind of what they're consuming that that becomes like you know kind of an obstacle for them because they're not used to tracking things you know previously uh so kind of like honing it in and, and, and being on top of what they're taking in is a challenge if they've got a pretty good foundation and they just haven't done keto in the past then you know kind of switching your mentality from fat is bad you know what they're taught their whole life to it switching to you know fat being a a positive thing a necessary thing um that that's oftentimes kind of a delay because they'll still try and incorporate those leaner cuts of meat they'll probably try and keep fat down keep saturated fats down whereas it it just really truly needs to pretty much flip 180 from what they're what they're used to and that's just kind of a, a mental barrier that they have to get through right 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 and it was it was a mental barrier for me uh at first, but the more knowledgeable I got about it, um, you know, I understand it. And I, I was watching a program the other day. What do you say to the naysayers out there and say keto is not healthy? You know, you're getting all these saturated fats or, you know, whatever, because there are people who, who, who say that, I'm sure. People have said it to me. Um, 
So what yeah. did you say to him? I think, I mean, I don't have, like, I'm an educated person. I've got, like, a degree. I don't have, like, a doctor, you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a registered dietitian, so I can't, like, point to a acronym in front of my name or anything. But what I can point to is my, my experience, my results, and what I've been able to replicate amongst all my clients. And if, if I, I mean, nobody can tell me that I'm not feeling better. I know how I feel. I know how I perform. And I've done all different types of diets. I've, you know, had carbs my whole life and now I'm doing keto. So I can, I can speak, you know, from experience on, on both fronts. And I can say with absolute certainty that I feel and perform better now, both mentally and physically than I ever had before in my life. And I mean, nobody can take that from me. So I point to my experience. Okay, cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um, do you ever talk to them? I mean, those who say, Hey man, that diet's not healthy, you know, uh, because I was one of those people who didn't know until I actually researched it. And I got the clarity, um, that, that actually it, it, the ketogenic diet can help you in a whole lot of health areas that I, that I had no knowledge of. Oh yeah. um, It's I mean, that, that's something that it's really interesting right now is like, from a medical perspective, what all can benefit from the keto diet, you know, and not just, you know, simple things, but like really, really deep, like cancer, it's being used for, you know, cancer prevention, Alzheimer's, uh, you know, diabetes, obviously. Um, but I mean, like so many different things beyond what you would originally think, like inflammation, uh, Lyme's disease, I mean, the list goes on and on. So like from a medical perspective, I get really, you know, excited about the potential there. And then, you know, people that, that have told me that it's, it's not healthy, I've been really proactive from the very beginning on like just monitoring all of my, you know, blood results um, and just kind of having, you know, a, you know, a take and kind of monitoring everything. And all of my blood work's improved. Everything's improved. So like I'm feeling better. And I tell people, you know, like if in a what if situation, hypothetically speaking, if keto is bad, let's just say it's bad and it shaves 10 years off of my life. If my life up until that point is better then I would sacrifice those 10 years gladly. Wow. Okay. Wow. Gotcha. So, wow. I mean, I honestly don't think that I'm saving 10 years. I think, you know, if anything, I'm going to increase by 10 years doing keto. But right. worst case scenario, I'm cutting years off my life, but the, the years that I'm living are as improved as they are. I mean, I think that's a fair trade. That's a fair trade. That's fair trade. That's good stuff, man. Wow. Yep. That's good stuff. So, we're, you know, I, I, and I, I got to ask you this, man. You know, and I see I get all your uh, your newsletters and, and, and it's really inspiring uh, what what you're doing. Where do you what do you see you take you? Where do you see yourself taking what you're doing and what do you be? What will you be doing in three years? What do you think? Man, I mean, honestly, like I, the sky's the limit. Like there's no cap on this. Like I, uh, you know, people that listen, this kind of hear have heard my story. But basically, I mean. After I graduated, got a job in management, you know, at a big corporate firm, making good money, I just, there was no passion behind it. So I quit that, jumped ship, dived into this, not knowing, you know, not having a clue what I was going to do. And it's just starting to gain traction and, and grow and grow and grow, you know, exponentially. So this is something that I'm excited to just pour myself into, to just dive into and, and give my everything into. And when you have something that you can pour your all into, and when the work that you do is is done through passion and excitement, it's, you know, going to be better than anything you could possibly do in a, you know, corporate setting and a job that you hate. There's no, if there's no passion behind what you're doing, you can't perform, you know, to your best, uh, your best level. So 
there's really no roof on what I'm doing right now. And I'm excited to learn and grow, you know, over the years. The more people I know, the more people I learn from, the, the, the bigger my network becomes. But, uh, yeah, I, I basically just want to be the number one resource for anybody that's wanting to kind of make this a lifestyle from like a performance optimization standpoint, from like a motivational standpoint. Because, I mean, I'm not anything special. I wasn't born into money. I wasn't born into wealth. I wasn't born into any kind of like special. I mean, I'm I'm born in America, and, I mean, I've got that opportunity, so I'm I'm grateful there. I'm lucky in that sense. But, you know, I'm I'm not doing anything that nobody else can be doing themselves. I mean, anybody's capable of exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah, all of us have that opportunity, but, you know, it's those who seize it. Yeah, hundred percent. And, that's, and, that, and you're willing to do that. So now nah, that's cool, man. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to you know to to to, to grow and uh, to with you and glad we met. And uh, I'm just gonna see over the next you know few months now that I've I've settled down, uh, just to see how far I can take my body. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm I'm anxious to you know keep keep trucking along with you and seeing kind of how you progress. Uh, I mean, you're a freaking source of motivation for. A lot of people, man. So it's cool. It's cool to see you use your experience, your success, and, and turn it into good for others. Nah, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. And likewise, likewise, likewise. And I, th- I know your audience is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And 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 who knows, you know, where you where you're going to be. But but I'm glad we met and um and are cultivating a relationship. Absolutely, man. Well, where can people go to find out more about you? All right, so they can go to uh, go to my website uh, www.iamresults, but the results with the Z. That's I A A M R E S U L T Z dot com. Iamresults dot com. Perfect, perfect. And I'll put the link to that in the description too, because you got a lot of big things coming. I'm excited to send people that way, and they can check it out themselves for sure. Yeah, and you know the cool thing about it is, man. I, you know, I know this is about what we're about what you, what what we're doing with the ketogenic diet. And the funny thing about it is, three years ago, I I started um, a supplement company, manufacturing supplements, because I just got tired of you know just bullshit out there. And I actually took my own money, went to a manufacturer, cultivated my own formulas. Um, and it's funny because even, even with the ketogenic diet, um, that I'm on and, you know, and I explained to you about what we do is, is that I don't want to be a hypocrite. I I don't want to be a hypocrite. Do you know, since I got on the ketogenic diet, you the first guy, I stopped taking my protein, my whey protein, um, because I want to make sure my macros are right. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so, so I got a lot of trust in you, man. Hey, that's, that's good though, man. And that's that's another thing. Like, if you come from a traditional bodybuilding type thinking, where like you have to have your whey protein powder, you have to have it like twenty minutes after you work out. Like, all that just gets turned on its head, and it goes into a more you know holistic approach to like quality. And I don't know the the effects of that are just you know never ending. It is, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, have your people come to IamResults.com, uh, join our inner circle. Your name and email address. We'll just send you content. Uh, we, we're not going to ask you for any money. We just want to build our community, be connected with people like you, and uh, and that's it. And as we grow, um, other people grow. If we can help them grow, we will. I love it. I love it. All right, man. Before I let you go, I got one more request of you. 
Yes. You know, like listening to you, like it just freaking gets me fired up. It gets me motivated. I mean, that's what you do for a living. So that's to be expected. I'm but, glad, uh, man. I'm glad. Shoot, yeah, man. I think, I think one thing that people need to, everybody knows it, but nobody like brings it to the forefront of their mind. And that's simply that, you know, momentum more, you're going to die. So seize the opportunity you have while you're, you're living and your health is good and just kind of like be proactive instead of reactive. So like on that note, what would you say to people to like bring that um, reality to the forefront and kind of like, you know, seize it and act upon it? I would say this. I would say that at some point in your life, we all were given some, think about it like this. God gave us all something that he didn't even give his angels. And that's the power of choice. We have the power to choose the life that we want. You know, even even if you have made bad decisions in the past, you are only one decision away from changing your life. See, I wrote a book. My last book was called One Decision Away. And I wrote the book because I know all of us have made bad decisions in our lives. But you know what? If you keep in mind, I'm only one decision away. Robert, for your company excelling exponentially, you're only one contact away, one relationship away. Everything in life, we're only one step away from improving our lives exponentially. And I'll say this, and I'll leave you with this, uh, but you just got to believe that you can do the impossible because only the people who can see the invisible can do the impossible. If you can see your life in your mind's eye being something other than what it is today, you can actually bring it to pass. So your work is just to sit there and contemplate on what you can become. I love it, man. I love it. Those are the words to live by right there. That's it. I appreciate you, man. Well, Ken, brother, appreciate it, man. Pleasure as always. And uh, I'll be working on your macros tomorrow, so, so you'll see those soon. We'll be in touch. All right, buddy. Thank All you. Right. See you, buddy.